You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Money Pit is presented by Dap Spray Texture and Dice Coatings. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And welcome, welcome to the program. Hey, we're here to help you guys take on projects that you want to get done around your house, your apartment, your tent, wherever you live your yurt. If you've got questions about projects you'd like to take on, whether they're repair projects, renovation projects, remodeling, decor, you name it. Well, we've been at this for a lot of years, and I'm sure we've got some ideas that could help you speed those projects along and get them done right the first time. But you got to help yourself first. That's the way this works. And you do that by calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT or posting your questions to moneypit.com slash ask. Coming up on today's program, fall is no time to ignore your lawn and landscape. What you do now is going to determine the quality of your yard next spring and summer. So we're going to share some tips to do just that. And winter heating costs are also good at sending a chill down your spine, even when your house is warm. We're going to have tips for spending less on heating. And power outages can strike without warning, especially with winter winds and ice storms on the way. So don't get caught in the dark without a plan. We've got your blackout survival tips just ahead this hour. But first, we want to help you create your best home ever. So whether you're doing a job yourself or you're hiring a pro, we are ready to help you get that job done right the first time. Plus, we have a very cool new product to give away today. From Greenworks, it's the 40-volt, 500-watt, four-slot inverter portable power station. Now, this is perfect power solution here if you are on the go. You've got seven ports that can support a wide range of devices like your phone, a lantern, a fan, lighting, or even a mini or TV. I mean, come on, guys. What do you want to plug in? I bet it can handle it. Yeah, it's worth $799, and we're going to send this out to one listener drawn at random who reaches out to us with a home improvement question. Let me underline that, because we get a lot of folks that will reach out and say, I want to win the prize. No, that's not the way this works. you got to call us with a home improvement question, a decor question, a remodeling question, and if you do, you'll get the answer to your question and a chance to win this great product from Greenworks. So head on over to moneypit.com slash ask, or call us right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 money pit So let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? All right, Dorothy in New Jersey, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I respect all life, but when you have a centipede crawling up a wall that left the basement coming up into the house, it looks very ugly and scary. I understand they're carnivores, so maybe they'd eat other bugs, but uh, I don't really know how to get rid of them. And also, I'd like um, to know about crickets, how I could catch them. What kind of crickets are you talking about? Those weird-looking ones that hop and they're, like, gigantic in your basement? 
They look like prehistoric? The black ones that live outside, but as soon as it turns cold, they, they come and you hear them singing in your garage. Oh, okay. And you don't want to kill anything, correct? Well, I guess I could, uh, but the, personally, I have a pet that eats cr- crickets. I'd like to catch them. I've read on the Internet, I can't seem to come up with a way to capture them. Or, um, you know, I'd like to capture them and get them out. The the centipedes, I'm open to, you know, germination. Well, I was going to say, you know, for your basement, I would start by making sure that everything is sealed off. So you have anything that protrudes through the foundation wall, you know, dryer vents, anything. Make sure that it's all sealed around. Anything can come in through the tiniest opening. So whether you use an expandable foam or steel wool, you know, you want to make a combination of things to close up every opening that you see, because that's how they're getting in. Now, once you've done that, if you see a centipede in the house, I would suggest you could take a vacuum and you can put um, like a piece of pantyhose at the end of the intake hose. So before it gets into the bag or gets into the area, it gets caught in that little piece of pantyhose. Oh, that's a good idea. And you can vacuum them into the pantyhose and then release them into the wild or whatever you like, or feed the crickets to your lizard or snake friend. Now, as far as the crickets in the garage, I would do the same. I'd make sure everything is sealed up. I don't know of any sort of traps that you can place and leave and, you know, go and then collect any of the crickets. I've done, and I've seen this done with with people who have crickets in the basement, specifically the cave crickets. They take um, tape and lay it sticky side up around the entire perimeter of the room. And then the crickets, when they crawl in under the walls, they get stuck to the tape. Now, they're still alive stuck to the tape. I would usually think people throw away the tape, but you might be able to, I don't know, feed them to your friend that way. Right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, Scott, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We had water come in our basement two, three weeks ago from a rainstorm we had. And I'm just wondering how to prevent that again. Okay, so so far you've dried everything out, gotten rid of any sort of issues that may have occurred from the flood? Yeah. Okay, so if you're getting water that comes along with a heavy rainfall, what you want to do is, I mean, that really is a signal that you've got drainage issues around the exterior of your house. So there's a couple of things you have to look at. First of all, you want to look at your gutter system. And a lot of people don't have a sufficient amount of gutters, or maybe the gutters are clogged, maybe the downspouts are clogged, or perhaps the downspout just isn't sitting in the right location. A lot of people just put a downspout right next to the foundation wall and call it done. So what you want to do is make sure that your gutters are clean and free-flowing, downspouts too. Sometimes you have to snake those out. If they run underground, you want to make sure that everything is connected and it's still moving the water away to where it's supposed to be. And if they're just ending at the foundation wall, you want to extend that downspout out at least three feet or so away from the foundation. Then you want to look at the dirt all around the perimeter of the foundation. You want to make sure that it slopes away from the foundation. And you want like a gradual slope, but you want to make sure everything's moving away from the foundation wall. And if you can do that, that'll really do the trick, you know. A few years ago, gosh, more than a few years ago now, I had a clogged downspout. I didn't even know about it. Went underground. I just assumed everything was fine, and I came home to a super-duper-duper soggy basement, and it was truly just because of that. And ever since we fixed that, you know, knock wood, it's all working. All right. Well, thanks for your help. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. 
Plus, every spring, we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Hey, you want to support our podcast and help us grow? Well, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll be forever grateful. Plus, you'll be helping other homeowners discover our show. Just go to moneypit.com slash review. Here's another great reason to reach out to us, because we've got the Greenworks 40-volt, 500-watt, four-slot inverter, portable power station to give away to one lucky listener who reaches us with their home improvement question. Let me tell you about this thing. It's awesome. It's a portable generator that can create enough power for off-grid outdoor fun. We're talking camping trips, tailgating, backup power during electrical outage. It's a great product to have around. It's worth $799. It includes four four amp-hour batteries and a fast charger. And it's going out to one listener drawn at random who reaches us with a home improvement question. So you got to call in. you got to go to moneypit.com slash ask. You can record your question there. Lots of ways to get in touch with us. But once we get that question, we will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat, and you might just win that fantastic portable power station from our friends at Greenworks. Wendy and Georgia, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have two drafty doors, and uh, we opted to use the peel-and-stick foam insulator. Okay. And it didn't work that well, and it just it just created more of a, of a gap, it seemed like. It just, it just didn't work at all. And I'm just wondering what kind of solution can we use um, instead of the peel-and-stick filling stuff. So when you say the peel-and-stick foam, you mean when the doors close, you get drafts that come through them and you use the peel-and-stick weather stripping? Yes. Do you want to operate these doors in the wintertime? Mm-hmm, definitely. And what kind of doors are they? What are they made of? Are they metal doors or are they... Um... It's a metal door. So it's an old metal sliding glass door. No, it's a it's a regular door. It's just, um, and it goes out to our patio, but it's, okay. it's, it's not a wood door. It's made of metal. Oh, it's a metal door. It's a regular metal door. Yes. Are the drafts coming in around the sides and top of the door, or are they coming under the door? Under the door and on the sides, right where the door locks. If the door is out of alignment, in other words, if you close the door and it doesn't evenly strike the jam all the way around, it's going to be almost impossible to get a seal from that type of weather stripping. It's got to strike the weather stripping and then compress it a little bit to give you the seal. Now, I would take a look very carefully, closing that door, like, you know, open and close it from the outside, bringing it to where it just starts to touch the jam and see if it strikes evenly all the way around. If it doesn't strike evenly, then you need to adjust the door, and that's usually done by moving the door jam uh, one way or the other to get it to basically hang better so that it will strike evenly. In terms of the door uh, the, at the bottom, um, 
the door saddle might be replaceable, or in the alternative, you could do something that's probably even easier and less expensive, is you could put a door sweep on the bottom of the door. Now, a sweep attaches to the face of the door, and it basically goes right down to the floor. It looks kind of like broom-like. It has bristles that are really tight together, and that actually will help a lot of the, a lot of the breeze that's coming through and under the door. Okay. And then, of course, you could always go with a storm door, and, <laughs> and that's another way to approach the whole thing. Okay? That sounds perfect. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, your lawn, your landscape, they do a lot for you throughout the year. And fall is an important time to take the steps you need to take to keep it in tip-top shape throughout the winter. So here are some ways to make sure you are set for a green recovery next spring. First up, keep mowing. Grass that gets too high can attract lawn-damaging field mice. Shorter grass is more resistant to diseases, traps fewer falling leaves, and allows more sun to reach the crown of the grass. That's the most important part. So less leaf will turn brown in the winter. However, if you cut off too much at one time, which everyone's tempted to do because you figure, ah, I'll just cut it short. This way I want to cut it as often. Well, that can actually be very damaging. So for the last two cuts of the year, never trim more than a third of the grass blades off in a single cutting. And next, you want to aerate your lawn. This is something that I do about every other year. Compressed soil hurts grass health. So aerating kind of punches holes into the soil and lets oxygen and water and nutrients into the lawn. So what I typically do is I'll rent a walk-behind aerator. Or if you have, like, a lawn tractor, you can get an attachment to pull behind that. Or you can hire your landscapers to do the same thing. But aeration is a really important step to keep your lawn healthy. All right. Now, you also want to mulch your leaves. So many mowers out there now can actually mulch leaves with an attachment. And so it's mulching with a mower can actually mix those grass clippings with those leaf particles. You're getting these nitrogen-rich grass particles and these carbon-rich leaf particles, and they're going to compost more quickly. And together, they're going to bring all of those nutrients right to the soil. And also, now is a great time to shore up those trees and bushes. You can use trimmers, chainsaws, pull pruners, cut back your trees, those shrubs, those plants. You may even need to tie or brace limbs of upright evergreens or plants to prevent them from breaking in high winds and the coming snow. It's going to happen, you guys. There's going to be some (laughs) snow at some point. So think about calling a professional arborist if you've got big trees or some hard-to-reach spots, but you definitely want to get things in shape for the winter season. Yeah, now if your lawn has any bald spots, this is a really good time to reseed those. So you want to use an all-in-one lawn repair mixture, which basically has the fertilizer and the seed sort of all mixed into one with some sort of a binding agent. You can use a garden rake or a dethatcher to scratch the loose soil and sprinkle it down. And then make sure you water it. you got to water it a lot when it's first getting started. But if you put it in now, there's plenty of time for those roots to grow deep by the time next summer comes around. Otherwise, if you plant in the spring, Those roots are not that deep, and they kind of burn out when the summer comes. So fall is a great time to reseed those kinds of spots in your lawns. So basically, if you take these simple steps now, you know, when springtime comes around, you're going to be ready to go. Your lawn's going to be green waiting for you. But if you ignore it, well, you may have more weeds, you have more more hassles. It's just better to do it right now. So put that on your to-do list. Ralph in Pennsylvania is on the line with a heating issue. What's going on? I have a flat roof in my house, right? And there's one room that I guess when they build the house, they meant it to be a garage. And I'm using that room because it's really nice, but I can't get it to heat up for some reason. It seems like the it's like a draft coming in there. 
and I can't get the room warm at all. And how are you heating it? What What's the heating system look like for that particular room? I don't have a uh, heat in that room. But you say you can't heat it up. How are you trying to heat it up? Oh, I don't want to. I bought me one of those uh, Amos heaters, you know, the stoves. So you're using a portable heater, and you're not, it's still, it's not warming up. Is that your, is that the situation? Correct. A couple of things. First of all, garages are essentially the exterior of your house. And so if they're not built, to contain heat, then they're going to be very difficult for you to to do just that. Um, you mentioned it has a flat roof, so you don't have a lot of access to that roof space where you could add insulation. The walls, are the walls insulated? Yes, they are. It's actually, the garage is actually attached to the house. It's like part of the house. It's a big door, actually. So this is part of your house, but, it, but it's not part of the central heating system for the house? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I really think you need to have more BTUs in that space as well. So I don't think you're getting enough heat out of this portable unit. Uh, what? How is your? How's the rest of the house heated? Oil, gas, electric, what? Uh, oil. Oil. Okay. Hot air? Forced air? Correct. Is there an opportunity to extend the heating system ducts, uh, supply and return, into that uh, area that was formerly a garage? Yeah, I think that's what I'm... Um, maybe that's what I have to do. I don't know, but... It, you know, my problem is actually that I feel like a draft. Even if I uh, take out, like, the the plates on the plugs or whatnot, on the outlets, I can feel like air coming through there. Yeah, so you're going to have to probably do some comprehensive draft-proofing. So, look, first of all, you need to extend the heating system into that. If it turns out you can't or it's not going to deliver enough heat, the least expensive way to heat that room would be by to add, and just in this room, electric baseboard heaters. You could have these permanently wired in and run off a thermostat. It even run off a clock thermostat so that when it really gets very cold, you could use this to supplement the heat in that room. That's the least expensive way to add additional heat to that space. In terms of the drafts, yeah, you need to start attacking those drafts in all the ways you normally attack them. You want to try to identify them. If it's coming in around the outlets, then you add gaskets behind the outlets. There's foam gaskets, very inexpensive, you can put in that go under the cover plate and will cover that area. If it's coming around the windows, you may need to weather strip those windows or caulk the windows. You know, you want to attack those one at a time. And the roof above it, you said, is a flat roof. Is that roof insulated as well? Yes, it is. Well, then it sounds to me like what you want to do is seal off the drafts and add additional heating to that room the easiest way you can. I just don't think you're getting enough BTUs in there uh, with the space heater, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, 
fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kay in Arkansas is on the line and needs some help changing a wall surface. What's going on, Kay? Well, it is a sturdy home, uh, cinder block, uh, probably just that thick, but it has been bricked on the outside. But the inside, I would just like something a little more pleasant to look at. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, are we talking about a a basement here? Nope. This is an above ground. It was a, a cabin on the, on the lake property. So you need a paint that can cover the masonry block walls. Well, a paint or stucco or something that gives it a different texture than a cinder block look. Okay, the process of coating the interior walls isn't as much stucco as it is plastering. So what has to happen is that wall surface has to be covered with a layer of plaster, much in the same way they used to build plaster walls you know, many, many years ago in, in say, the, the 30s or the 40s. In fact, in the late 40s, they used to plaster right over drywall, and that was one of the best wall constructions ever. So those are the options that you have to choose from. Doing the plaster is probably not the job you want to do as your first DIY project, but if you work with a, with a uh, plastering company, somebody who does this every day, they would have the skills to make, make the plaster look nice and smooth, uh, and have an attractive surface without really taking up much space in terms of, you know, it getting too thick. Right, right. Um, well, that's strange. I have plaster walls on my house at home. <laughs> oh, well, well, maybe they're going to follow you to the new house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, almost a third of energy consumption at home goes to your heating and your cooling of it. So it's no surprise that a vast number of those of you that call our show are always looking for ways to get those costs down. So here's what you need to know. Bottom line, the simple solutions are often the first to be overlooked. It's really amazing how many homeowners don't even have the basics right, like insulation. For example, I'm always somewhat amused by folks that call us to ask about installing a wind generator or some other equally complicated system to reduce energy costs. But when I ask about their insulation, they really have no idea how much they have. 
Yeah, definitely. And making smart decisions about your home's insulation, as well as your heating, ventilating, and air conditioning, you know, your HVAC system, those can really have a big effect on your utility bills and your comfort. So first of all, you want to check and then improve as needed your attic insulation. The insulation in the attic is key to reducing both your heating and your cooling bills. For southern states, a depth of 13 to 14 inches is good. If you're not sure how much insulation you have, you can grab a tape measure and head on up to the attic and measure it out. Next, you want to make sure that you tune up your HVAC equipment yearly. Just as a tune-up for your car can improve your gas mileage, a yearly tune-up of your heating and cooling system can actually improve the efficiency and the comfort in your home. Now, speaking of comfort, let's talk about thermostats. A programmable thermostat can save you almost $200 every year in energy costs. And if you look at like a Wi-Fi-enabled model like Nest, You'll have additional features like the ability to switch to a vacant house mode when no movement is detected near the thermostat. It automatically drops that thermostat down so you save even more money. Also, if you want to improve your efficiency of your HVAC system, think about sealing your heating and cooling ducts. Ducts that move air to and from a forced air furnace or a central air conditioner or heat pump are often big energy wasters. So if you seal them, you can improve the efficiency of the system by as much as about 20% and sometimes even a lot more. Now, it's also important to replace those filters regularly. You want to replace your furnace's air filter before the heating season begins and then monthly once you start using the heat. A dirty filter is going to reduce the airflow that goes into your system and then it makes the system work even harder to deliver the air to the registers. Now, you also want to make sure that you're insulating your water heater because a water heater loses heat through the outside shell. So if you install a water heater jacket, it's super simple, it's inexpensive, and then it keeps the heat from escaping. Also, turn down your water heater's temperature setting to a safe but very efficient 110 degrees instead of that potentially scalding 140, which most heaters are set at. And if you've got an electric water heater, you can also cut the cost of running it in half by installing a timer. This way, you're only getting the hot water when you actually need it. Now, if all this talk of heating and cooling systems and such uh, has you thinking that maybe you need a new system, well, if you go in that direction, a couple of things to think of. First of all, make sure it's Energy Star certified because that means you're going to get the most efficient systems available. Um, And secondly, make sure you take a look at the available rebates. There's a lot of rebates out there right now. And those are just waiting to help lower the cost of those systems when you buy a new one. So take a look at what's available. You can check for local for state and for federal rebates. And certainly your local utility company can help connect you as well as your HVAC dealer with what's available in your area. Sam in Tennessee is on the line with a water pressure question. How can we help you today? Yes, I have uh, just purchased a home that is about uh, 75 years old. And we're refurbishing it and we're trying to keep everything as original as we can. I have great water pressure in every every room that has water but my bathtub. Sam, does your 75-year-old home have steel water pipes? It has the old. We're eventually going to replace all the water system, but we're having we're having to live in part of the home now and and redoing the other half while we live here. <laughs> If you have the original steel water pipes in a 75-year-old home, they are absolutely going to suffer from interior rusting. Uh, What happens with steel is it rusts and expands inward, so it kind of clogs like an artery, so to speak. 
And uh, the older it is, the, the more that can occur. It's possible that, that you may have a, a bad pipe uh, on the way to uh, that uh, tub, that, and that's why you have such a slow fill out of that. The other possible issue is uh, the valve itself It's feeding water. In that same bathroom, I presume you have a sink and a toilet. Do you notice any water pressure problems with those appliances? No, sir. We have, like I said, Great pressure everywhere except for that one stick, you know, and it's the hot and cold runs into one. Well, I mean, the other thing it could be is a bad, it also could be a bad faucet on that tub. But, you know, if it's, if the pressure is pretty good everywhere else, it's not, it's not likely to be rusted just at the bathroom, at the, at the one fixture itself. Uh, so I would suggest that maybe you want to replace that tub, that set of tub valves because it's probably obstructing there. Right. Well, actually, it's got the old Tommy Butterfly controls on it. We was really wanting to <laughs> keep it. But. You can find those valves today. There's a lot of sources of antique plumbing, and, and some of the new uh, fixtures and faucets are designed to basically go be used in a retrofit situation like that. So you can find modern versions that look old. Yes, sir. Thank you. Sam, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Have a great day. Let us know what projects you are working on so that we can lend you a hand. But also, we've got a really great reason for you to reach out as well. Up for grabs today, we've got the Greenworks 40-volt, 500-watt, four-slot inverter portable power station. I mean, this is like a baby generator. It's amazing because it's power on the go. You've got seven ports that can support a wide range of small electronics to give you comfort and convenience. I mean, if you need a mini fridge, it can power that. If you're going camping and you want to bring a TV? Heck, why not? You can totally power that with this. Fans, phones, lanterns, lighting, all of it can charge easily. And it includes four 4.0 amp hour batteries and a super fast charger. Make sure you check it out. It's going out to one listener at random. Call us right now with your question to qualify. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. That's 888-666-3974. Or better yet, post your questions at moneypit.com slash ask. Well, dishwashers are supposed to make your dishes clean, not stinky. Nathan, what's going on? Smell coming from the dishwasher. Uh, change the drain hose, clean up the interior. Uh, still got a smell. Typically, when you get odor from a dishwasher, it's because of, of microbes that are decaying from all the food particles that are in there. And to get rid of that smell, you really need to do a thorough job cleaning it. There's a product called Dishwasher Magic that's very effective, and it's also very easy to use. You put the bottle of Dishwasher Magic in the, in the tray, and then you run the machine. And it's specifically designed to get into all of those nooks and crannies and deal with that type of debris and odor that results from it. And uh, it comes clean in uh, one cycle. Okay. All right. That's all I have. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, you've all seen the news stories about entire towns without power for days at a time. But if a winter storm leaves you without power, what should you do? Number one, guys, don't use candles. You want to invest in some good flashlights. You want to keep them handy, and you want to always keep them in the same spot. So when something goes wrong, power goes out, it's dark, you know exactly where you're going for them. And remember, check the batteries often. This way you don't find yourself in the dark, literally. Now, during an outage, power down appliances and don't turn them back on again until the electricity has been restored for at least about a half hour. And that way the utility company can kind of stabilize the power grid and avoid another blackout. A lot of times when the power comes back on, it's not steady. So it kind of comes and goes. You may hear that in the, in the form of your refrigerator, for example, where maybe it seems to kind of darken or the lights darken and they come back up. That's because the grid's starting to stabilize. So give it a little bit of time for that to happen before you turn your power back on. Yeah. Now here's another thing. When the power's out, don't just keep opening up your refrigerator to think about what you might want or check to see if things are still good. You've got to keep the cool air inside. You want to eat the food from the refrigerator first and the freezer later. Those frozen items can last several days. Now, also, you want to avoid becoming a victim of carbon monoxide poisoning, so never, ever, ever run a gas-powered generator indoors or even in an open garage that's attached. Just because the door is open does not mean it's okay. Also important, avoid cooking with charcoal or propane in any enclosed area. If you plan on heading to a relative's home to sort of wait it out, remember that street lights and traffic lights will also be on the blink and approach intersections with caution. Now, if you want to avoid a bad situation completely, why not consider investing in a standby backup power generator? They're actually much more affordable than ever, and they're almost more necessary than ever as well. I mean, we have one, and it's really just been fantastic because when we need it, it is there, and it comes on all by its lonesome. And it also adds to the value of your home. So great idea. Emily in Minnesota reached out to Team Money Pit, and she says, I would like to either have my hardwood floors refinished or refinish them myself. They're faded near the windows from the sun and scratched and worn in some other places. What is the best way to tackle this project? So, I mean, certainly calling uh, a floor refinisher is the easy way to do this, but you can do this yourself, especially if those scratches are not terribly deep. Here's how I would suggest you do that. Obviously, you have to remove everything from the room. Uh, you have to va vacuum, maybe even just a dry, damp mop kind of a thing to get all the dust and stuff out of there to start. Then what you do is you rent a floor buffer, but not with a buffing wheel. You use a sanding screen. It's kind of like, a, looks like sort of like window screen material, but it has abrasive on it. And it sits on the bottom of the floor buffer. You can lightly work that all around your floor. And then what this is going to do is take off like the upper level of finish, old finish that's there and maybe any dirt that's ground in. 
once you've done that, you may have to do some handwork along the edges because sometimes the floor buffer doesn't get too terribly close. Once you're done, then again, you got to vacuum it, and then again, damp mop it, let it be really, 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 really dry, and then you can apply the urethane. Now, when you apply the polyurethane, first of all, do not buy water-based urethane, always buy the solvent-based because the water-based urethane doesn't have the durability. You'll be sad if you do that, after all this work. So you use the oil-based or the solvent-based urethane. You can apply it not with a roller, but with something called a lamb's wool applicator. It's like a piece of fabric that has a wooden applicator stick that supports it, and you dip it into a regular paint tray, and then you sort of mop on, is the best way to think of this, the urethane. You may have to cut in around the baseboards all the way around with a brush, but you mop this on, working your way out of the room, out of the house, whatever you have to do. Then go away for like a day and, I mean, really let this thing dry. And the amount of drying time is going to vary based on the dampness and the humidity. If you're doing it in the chillier time of the year, it's going to take longer than if you're doing it in middle summer. But it's not terribly hard to do. You're going to have to go back now after this first coat and put on a second coat. So you need at least two coats kind of following the same procedure. You don't have to sand it again, but you do have to put a second coat on it so you get good, thorough coverage. And again, let it dry. Uh, Even when you start moving the furniture back in, you know, Put the furniture up on little protectors. Don't grind that furniture to the floor because it does take a while for that polyurethane to really, really cure. All right. Now we've got Kathy in Kalamazoo, Michigan, who reached out, and she says she has an 80-year-old home with plaster ceilings that are cracked. How can I determine if it's a structural issue or not? It's not likely a structural issue. What happens in old homes is the plaster loosens its attachment with the ceiling and it will start to sag and crack. And let me tell you, if you get a piece that falls, it's really heavy and it can hurt you. So you have to repair it, Kathy. That's for sure. And there's a couple of ways to do that. Uh, you can use plaster washers, which basically go and support that crack and pull those sections that are loose back up. And if it's done right, it's a permanent repair. Just don't let it get too bad because, again, if it falls, it's going to leave a mark and it's going to hurt. All right, Kathy, I hope that helps you out. And, uh, you know, start off by uh, just looking up while you're walking around for a while. (laughs) This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Thank you so much for spending a bit of your day listening to us. We hope we've been helpful. If you've uh, got inspired to take on a project but maybe don't know how to begin that project, remember, you can reach out to us 24-7 by going to moneypit.com slash ask. That's moneypit.com slash ask. But for now, that's all the time we have. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 